Welcome, welcome everyone. My name is Sean and I thought I needed to make this video because there's so much bad information out there related to the Ethan Lyman case that I thought it would be smart, intelligent, and prudent for me to consolidate all the facts so that you guys can know them, establish a timeline of events for the public so you can understand how the outrage built up to the point where it ultimately ended up getting, and because in my previous video I actually made an absolutely comically bad mistake in my own coverage, it would give me a good opportunity to set the record straight. But corrections come first, so let's talk about it. In my previous video on this channel related to the Ethan Lyman case, I used a local news segment which featured footage from Deshaun Stafford's interrogation, where in that interrogation, he ultimately ended up admitting to throwing the punch that ultimately ended up leading to the death of Ethan Liming. Now, after they showed that police interrogation footage, they then cut to a guy with a similar haircut testifying at trial. I, like an absolute idiot, assumed, because these images were back-to-back, -back, that that was also Deshaun Stafford. Guess what? It wasn't. Somebody in the comments actually pointed out that neither Stafford brother took the stand at trial, and that was actually one of Ethan Liming's friends who testified in order to back up their friend who was ultimately ended up being killed. Now, as of right now, I have hacked off that segment completely from the original video, but this was a terrible mistake on my part. I can explain how I was confused by the local news, but in reality, it's my mistake for not checking it and just going off the fact that two images or two sequences of clips were played back to back seemingly to give me the indication that they were related. I shouldn't have made that mistake. It was a critical error. I can't criticize other people for making errors when I bungled it that badly. Now, let's get to the beginning of this case. So the reason that the Ethan Lyman case rose to such prominence in online spaces is because it actually took place at LeBron James I Promise School, which is the school that he is doing in conjunction with the Akron Public School System. And if you guys don't remember, we've covered it a couple of times. It's the one with the murals of LeBron James absolutely everywhere. Where, and the reason people were so angry about this is because they expected, after Liming was reportedly killed and three suspects were on the loose, for LeBron James or the Promise School to kind of aid in getting the word out so that they could locate these suspects. However, LeBron and the Promise School did no such thing. They just tweeted that the incident had nothing to do with the school, and the school was perfectly safe, and they couldn't give a damn about Ethan Liming. And the reason for this, in my humble opinion, is because the three suspects in this incident happened to be black males, and they attacked a white male. You know for damn sure that LeBron James and the I Promise School had the races been reversed, would have been cheerleading the search and demanding that the three white individuals be brought to justice. So already, this became a racially charged situation. Not because there was any actual evidence that race played a role in the attack, but because of the fact that the media was not aiding in an active search due to the racial politics surrounding that, and LeBron James, the hypocrite of all hypocrites, was doing the same, and so was his promise school. So already, this laid the groundwork for people to be angry related to this case. 
Then we end up finding out that Ethan was attacked by three individuals, Deshaun Stafford, Tyler Stafford, and their cousin, Donovan Jones, and he was stomped out to death after he was unconscious, and this got a lot of people angry. Also, Ethan Liming, let's keep it real, nice-looking kid, he doesn't look like he's a troublemaker, so everybody just assumed that this case was another incidence of group mob black violence on a white teenager. And to make matters worse, it seemed like the prosecution, as we've seen in many of these left-wing areas, was acting as additional defense attorneys running cover for the perpetrators in this incident. If you guys will remember, prior to the Stafford Brothers trial, Donovan Jones actually got a plea deal where he got sentenced to 180 days probation after he pled no contest to a misdemeanor assault charge. Now, he did also get credited with his time served because he was in jail prior to this plea, but 180 days did not seem like an adequate sentence for somebody who participated in a beatdown that ultimately led to somebody's death. And this was actually made worse when Ethan Liming's father reportedly expressed concern because the charges were reduced and he was told by the prosecutor that his son got hood justice, aka exactly what he deserved. Now, when we see a sweetheart plea deal in one particular case, we see the downgrading of charges from murder to involuntary manslaughter as a result to aggravated assault for Deshaun Stafford and then involuntary manslaughter as a result of assault for Tyler Stafford, these all would indicate to us that the prosecutor has taken the side of the defense due to the racial politics surrounding the case. However, the devil is always in the details, and this is where this case gets a little complicated. So what we ended up finding out was that Ethan Liming was out with a group of his friends with what is known as a splatter ball water bead gun, and they were firing it at random people during the course of the day, and ultimately, they pulled up to a basketball court where our three suspects were playing a game. At this point in time, two of Ethan Liming's friends, not Ethan Liming, let me make that 100% clear, came up to the chain link fence and started firing the splatter ball water gun at Deshaun, at Tyler, and at Donovan Jones. Now they were hit, initially they ran away, however, eventually they realized that they were being hit with water beads, so they decided to chase back the two individuals who were firing this splatter bead water gun. Now for some reason, this splatter ball water gun is one of the most argued about portions of this case, and this is largely due to the fact that it is being completely overreported and underreported in a bunch of different outlets. An example of underreporting would be calling this a standard water gun, like they were firing a super soaker. The standard overreporting is referring to this as a pellet gun and or a BB gun and or anything that genuinely looks like a legitimate firearm. Let me play you a clip of Tim Pool doing this, something that you guys sent me, just to show you how absurd this gets. In 2022, Liming was caught up in a spat with Deshaun, Tyler, and Donovan Jones after driving by LeBron's school and shooting at the three males with a pellet gun. Are you kidding? Listen, I'm sorry, man. Out here in West Virginia, you pull out any kind of gun and open fire on someone, they're going to open fire with real bullets. Do not do that. This and, and pellet guns are, are lethal. Now, since video one on this channel, I have shown you this demonstration of this splatter ball. I'm going to show it to you right here. And this should clarify to all of you out there in the audience 
what this toy actually was. We're going to go ahead and move all the way into full auto here and just unload into this target and see what happens. Yo, it might be 200 FPS. So the target is theoretically cleanable and reusable, but if you have any space behind it, it just obliterates its target. So as you can see, it's first of all orange and white. It looks nothing like an actual firearm. Everybody could understand that it's not a real gun from the look of it. However, it's a little bit more serious than a water gun, but less serious than a pellet gun. It is not at all a deadly weapon. That is just misinformation being put out by the media who are labeling it a pellet gun, when obviously this is in between, and it is meant to be a toy for children to play with. I'm sure it hurts. I'm sure it creates problems. But point being, this is what the argument, the fight, and ultimately the death was over. Indisputably, non-deadly force now apparently when ethan's friends fired this little water bead gun they chased deshaun donovan and tyler and then were being chased back at some point in time ethan picked up either another splatterball gun or the original splatterball gun and supposedly according to deshaun stafford shot him in the face as he was chasing the other individuals this led to a fight initially a two versus one fight where supposedly ethan liming was holding his own and then deshaun stafford sucker punched ethan liming with a punch that according to witnesses you could hear it was so loud and according to his confession he put ethan to sleep then when ethan liming was on the ground when he was unconscious with the blow that ultimately ended up leading to his death, Deshaun, Donovan, and Tyler decided it was appropriate to stomp him out. And we have the forensics to prove that. Not only was Ethan reported with blood all over his face and all over his ears, but there was actually a shoe print on the right side of his chest because they stomped him so hard, again, when he was already unconscious, that they were able to leave a shoe print on Liming. Now... A bunch of stupid people, and I mean really dumb people, in my comments will say things like Ethan effed around and found out. And obviously, I make no excuses for the criminal mischief that Liming was engaging in. I make no excuses for the misdemeanor assault that Liming and his friends were engaging in by firing this water bead gun. But he was unconscious, and they continued to stomp him to death. This is not self-defense. This is revenge. This is not covered in the law at all whatsoever. Anybody who tries to make an excuse for this is a complete and utter buffoon, doesn't understand the law, and honestly, you are unfit for civilized society. You can start an altercation. You can start an argument. You can do something wrong that sets somebody off, but that does not justify excessive force, especially after the threat is neutralized. Also, and this is incredibly important, in the state of Ohio, it is true that you have no duty to retreat. It is considered a stand-your-ground state when you are being victimized by a crime. But the thing is, these guys did retreat. It was only when they realized that they were being shot with water beads, aka when they knew this was not a deadly threat, that they decided to re-engage in the fight. And I don't care what state you live in, how strong your stand-your-ground protections are, self-defense never covers re-entering a situation after you've already fled that situation in order to get revenge. Obviously, this was not self-defense. And by the way, that's not my opinion. The jury actually convicted both brothers 
on assault charges because they understood that this was not covered under self-defense. One of them got convicted of aggravated assault, and the other one got convicted of the simple assault for their attack on Ethan Liming. The thing is that makes this case outrageous is that they were charged with a specific low-level homicide charge that was as a result of the fact that they ended up committing that assault and convictions were not secured in that one. Now, for Deshaun Stafford, they actually ended up with a hung jury on his specific charge. Count one, which is involuntary manslaughter based upon aggravated assault, that is as to defendant Deshaun Stafford. This is the count upon which there has not been a verdict. As to count one, the jury has considered this count for a considerable length of time and reported to the court that it is unable to reach a verdict. But for the other brother, it was a straight up acquittal on those homicide charges. As to count three, involuntary manslaughter, based upon assault as to Tyler Stafford. We, the jury, being duly impaneled and sworn, do find the defendant Tyler Stafford not guilty of the offense of involuntary manslaughter. Now, these are the facts of the case that we know post the trial, post the plea deal of Donovan Jones, and I think it's important that I conclude with the recap. Initially, this case rose to prominence online because three black suspects attacked a white male at LeBron James's promise school. They ultimately ended up killing him, and LeBron James and the promise school did not give a damn, possibly and most likely due to the fact that Ethan Liming was white. Number two. Liming was out with a white friend and two black friends. One of them testified at trial. There's some misinformation out there that all of Ethan Liming's friends were white. No, this is not true. So because the initial altercation started with the water bead gun being fired by one of Ethan's black friends, it is likely that race was not the motivation in terms of the Stafford brothers and Jones's attack on Liming. We have a motivation for it. It was the splatterball gun. Also, to be clear, the splatterball gun is in no way, shape, or form a deadly weapon. Nobody is mistaking the splatterball gun for a deadly weapon. And more crucially, even if you assume that fighting off the splatterball gun is justified because you're using physical force against something that does not produce serious bodily harm and or constitute a deadly weapon, the fact of the matter is Ethan Liming was knocked unconscious in a 3-to-1 attack and the three individuals continued to beat down Ethan Liming. Police testimony shared in the case stated that Liming, accompanied by several friends, was high on weed and pranking bystanders with a pellet gun. No, he was assaulting people with a weapon. By the way, I also find it incredibly interesting how for years we were told that when you drug test a suspect in order to get to their state of mind, that is uncalled for, that is evil white racism, and all that. However, Ethan and his friends using marijuana is actually used as a knock against him and somehow makes him guilty of being jumped and stomped out when he was unconscious. Again, Ethan and his friends are in fact guilty of driving around with this stupid splatterball gun and shooting people with it. We all understand that, but the idea that that makes him culpable in his own death, a little bit ridiculous. On top of that, 
They reportedly stole Ethan Liming's car because I guess that's what you do in a self-defense incident. They claim that they did that because they didn't want them to flee the scene, which, you know, considering they could have used that time to get Ethan to a hospital, also aided possibly in his death. But regardless, the jury decided that they were only going to convict on the assault charges, even though the defense was self-defense, and obviously they did not buy it in terms of the involuntary manslaughter charges that resulted from those assaults. So this is why people are outraged. This is why people are upset. Because through every step of the way, LeBron James's promise school, the prosecutor saying that Ethan Liming got hood justice, and all the various ways that the case was fumbled in the direction of the Stafford brothers and Donovan Jones has left people with a bad taste in their mouth, considering a young man under the age of 18 was killed, the perpetrators undoubtedly went above and beyond what any reasonable person would do in self-defense as evidenced by the forensics and by the videotape and yet we only have minor convictions from a district attorney's office that again if they actually believe this was hood justice we wouldn't have expected to secure a legitimate conviction anyway that's the recap of the liming case i hope i laid it all out for you guys in a concise intelligent way let me know what you think about it down in the comments below if you like the video show by leaving a like subscribe for more content follow me on my social medias support me via the support links in the description of this video this is me talking about the ethan lyman case till next time